we believe and what we know. The good news is believing is enough to save us. I've never seen Jesus, but I believe in him. I've never been to heaven, but I believe it exists. There are a lot of things this Bible reveals to us that we can't put in a test tube under scientific conditions and prove conclusively. There is that in which faith is essential. We believe. We believe in the Lord Jesus. It's like the Apostles' Creed. We believe, you know, like our Declaration of Faith. We believe in one God eternally existing in three persons, namely the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. We believe. But there are also those things that we know. And that was the, the, the thing that, that the Lord used to really pique my uh, curiosity, if you will, and to delve into the Word of God concerning those things that we know, that we can declare that we know. Now, John tells us in 1 John 5, if we believe in the Son of God, uh, uh, he who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he's not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. This is his testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. We have to believe in the promise of God, and we believe in the promise of eternal life. Amen, from the message this morning. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. To believers, listen, but then here comes the shift, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. That you may know that you have eternal life. That you may be absolutely, positively sure with no doubt that you have eternal life. That's the blessing of God. To live without doubt. Amen. To believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, to believe in the Word of God, to believe in the promises that we have been given, but to go past faith into an absolute assurance. You know, we sing that old song, I know, I know, there's no doubt about it. He lives in my soul, and I'm going to shout it. I know. Amen. There's a difference between what I believe, and, and like I said, belief is good enough to save us. It is, it is what saves us. That faith does save us by God's grace. Amen. But there is that place where we know, and it is that knowledge, it is that assurance and that uh, uh, sure word, that sure, thank you, Lord, that sure truth that grounds us, that establishes us. We believe but we also need to know. 1 John 5 and 20, we'll pick it up there. The apostle says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. How does he know? Because he was in his presence. John says, We are witnesses of these things. We were there when it happened. I seen it. Brother prayed tonight. John was there. He saw when Jesus Raise the dead. Amen. He was there when the Lord healed the sick, when he gave sight to the blind, when he healed those that were deaf, when he enabled those who could not talk to speak, with those who were lame that could not walk. John was there. And in, and in the southern vocabulary, he would have said, I seen it. Praise God, I was there. He did it. I seen it. I, will, I am a witness to it. 
It's more, I do more than believe that he can. I know he can. Amen. We believe that Jesus is a healer. Let's get to knowing that he's a healer. I know whew, he's a healer. We believe he's a savior. We ought to know he's the savior. Praise God. We believe he's the son of God. Let's declare, I know he's the son of God. Hallelujah. We get past that faith. We get past that possibility of doubt, and we eliminate doubt in our mind. There's no place for doubt in my mind concerning Jesus Christ. I believe what I believe, but praise his name. He has granted unto me an experience that has established me in this faith, whereby my testimony is, I know. I know. We was, <laughs> we was in the waiting room down at the hospital when Franklin was still, he was back having surgery. Brother John, man, come in. Old Gary Brown was there, y'all know. These folks, the Woods family and stuff. We got to talking. And you know what I did? I just flat told them what the Lord did for Marvin Hunter. Amen. I mean, I had to, I was talking, I was talking to Mike Woods on the other side of the room, and I was talking loud enough that he could hear it, and praise God, I didn't care. Everybody else heard it either. I said, there we was. Service was over. I'm standing at the back. I'm just engaging in a little fellowship, chit-chat. Up here at the front, there's Brother Marvin, there's Sister Maddie, that Brother Kyle from Cartersville is there. I'm not paying attention. I just figured they talking. All of a sudden, Sister Maddie lets out that out. Woo! Glory to God. She does a couple of spins, and here comes Marvin walking on a hip and ain't got no cartilage. Praise God. Amen. That wasn't, a, that wasn't to be doubted. There was no room for doubt. Look, this isn't something he told me. I saw him walking up the aisle for myself, praise God. I know what the Lord did for him. I know that Jesus is a healer because if he wasn't, Marvin would have been dead a long time ago. Ain't that the truth? I know he's a healer. I know he's a savior. I know he will forgive sins. Praise God. I believe in him, but that faith has led me to an experience. Praise God for myself. Paul said, I know. He said, somebody was caught up in the third heaven. I know. I know in whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know. Praise God. The enemy tries to tease us with doubt but once you possess that knowledge of the son of God based on your own personal relationship and experience with him that's why I tell folks when you come to that altar pray and Jesus washes your sins away and saves your soul that, that is step one in a journey that will take you the rest of your life amen it's not just a, 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 an experience well I went down and prayed now I can go. no 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 you come down and pray that's step one Step two is following him in discipleship. Amen. What do you mean by that? Well, let's get baptized in water. Let's tell the world that we associate ourselves with the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Let's press on in faith. We read the, you know, the, the book of Hebrews, the writer says, let's press on. Let's, let's go past the elementary 
Amen. Of the scripture. The elementary points of the scripture. Let's press on. And what did he say? Let's press on to what? Perfection. But boy, people getting knocked kneed and cross-eyed. And, and man, I tell you what, I've had to tell people I love more than once. Quit saying that. Ain't nobody perfect. Jesus Christ was perfect. Well, you ain't perfect. Jesus Christ is perfect. And when my Heavenly Father looks down on me, He looks down on Him living in me. Woohoo! Praise God. I don't, you know, the, the thing about it is what is perfection? Perfection is the presence of the Spirit of God in the life of the believer. Ha, glory to God. I'm not saying I'm infallible. I'm not saying I'm strong. I'm saying that Jesus Christ is perfect. And I'm here to tell you that that spirit of adoption that entered me the moment I got saved is perfect. Praise God. Hallelujah. His gospel is perfect and it is powerful. And it's going to get us out of here one of these days. You know why you come to church on a Sunday night in the wretched weather that's outside? You know it's like this all the time in Seattle, Washington. I don't see how they put up with it. Praise God. I'm looking up at the weather right now, and hopefully that we're going to get some sunshine eventually. But you know why you come out tonight when you had every good reason to stay home? Something in you is perfect. Praise God. There is a spirit of adoption that dwells in you, whereby a relationship with God Almighty has been established through faith in Jesus Christ. And we have received this. We've been adopted, praise God, into the family we cry out, Abba, Father. We don't call out the name of some idol, but we call out to someone, lift my Lord, somebody who loves us. Isn't that great? Praise God. But then you believe, I believe God, I know he loves me. If he did not have been done a long time ago. I wasn't going to get all that out of that. But there's some more here, listen. Mark 2 and 10, listen, Jesus said, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. That's why we're here, so that people can, in our midst, experience the presence of Almighty God and declare, I've never seen anything like this. Amen. John 4 and 40. So when the Samaritans has come, this is after the Lord's met the lady at the well, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him. And listen, we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. My faith in him is not based on your testimony, whatever that lady's name was, but we have heard him for ourselves, and we know he's the Son of God. We know he's the promised Savior. We know he's the Messiah of Israel. We have experienced him for ourselves, and it's beyond just belief. We know. We know. Praise God. 
2 Corinthians 5 and 1, the apostle says what? For we know more than we believe, but we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Did he say, I believe that? No, he said, I know that. You want to live confidently? You want to live victoriously? You take your faith, you exercise it until it is absolute knowledge. I know. Praise God. I believed in him. He saved me, but I've been walking with him. I've been listening to him. I've been studying his word. I have been basking in the, his presence. I have been absolutely immersed in the Holy Spirit. And it's more than what I believe. It's what I can tell folks that I know. Amen. Like that gal at work. I won't go through the whole story. They tried to challenge me about the baptism in the Holy Ghost, ghost that Church of Christ gal. Man, she had her, boy, she was ready to go. And then the Lord just gave me an insight, said, you know, her sister was going to Texas. Said, you tell her there ain't no Texas. And for every uh, objection she had to the baptism in the Holy Ghost, I used to dispel uh, the truth about Texas, that it was a lie. And when she was finally so confused, she didn't know which way to turn, I looked at her and said, sis, when it comes to the Holy Ghost, I've been to Texas. Woo! Ha! What you talking about on a Tuesday night in the basement of the Somerville Church of God during a prayer meeting after people praying for me for months? Hang on, let go. Brother Johnson, turn the lights out. My Lord, Andy's in the altar. Let's turn the lights out. He's liable to be here for a while. Oh, God, please. Oh, Lord Jesus, please baptize me in the Holy Ghost. Lord, please do it. I was begging. I was crying out. I was trying to hang on. I was trying to let go. I was doing what other people told me to do. But on a Tuesday night at the end of that table, praise God. With some older saints. Oh, Brother Johnson. Y'all remember Brother Bill Johnson? Praise His voice deep as a well. Praise God, brother. At the end of that table, I finally said, Lord, I don't care anymore. All I want. I didn't even ask for it. All I want is what it's going to take for me to be the man that you want me to be. And when I prayed that prayer, Jesus Christ baptized me in the Holy Ghost with the initial evidence of speaking in an unknown language. Praise God. Don't mess with Brother Andy about the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I hurt your feelings. It's more than what I believe. It is what I know. It is what I have experienced for myself, and it's what I know is real, and you cannot talk me out of it. Can't talk me out of it. Well, Jesus ain't real. You, you may as well beat your head against the wall. Praise God. You believe in Jesus? Yes. Let me tell you what else. I more than believe in him. I know him. Praise God. You believe he's the son of God? I know he's the son of God. You believe he's the Messiah of Israel? I know he's the Messiah of Israel. You believe he's the Savior of the Gentiles? I know he's the Savior of the Gentiles. Why? Because when I believed on him, he saved me. And he's given me a testimony. Praise God that will stand the test. Isn't he wonderful? Ha! 
1 John 3 and 2, Beloved, now we are children of God. It has not yet been revealed what we shall be. Are you ready for this? But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. <laughs> Woo, Brother Andy, you sure do spend a lot of time talking about the coming of the Lord. Do you believe that this Jesus is coming back? I know he's coming back. I know he's coming back. Amen. I've, I, 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 bet my life, I have put my life in the balance. I know he's coming back. John said, we know that when he's revealed, we shall be like him. Well, then I want you all, you get all, tell us about we dying and all that, and then you get all fired up. Praise God. I know heaven is real. I know the word of God is true. I know that Jesus is coming back. And I know that when he does, he's going to give me a glorified body. And I think that's just dandy. Amen? You excited about With everything that's going on in the world, <laughs> I can't help the world. I can do what I can in the master's service. But let me tell you, I've gone past what I believe based on my experience with him, with what I know. They said, we know who he, we've heard his words. We know who he is. Paul said, I know my earthly house, this tent is destroyed. We have a building from God. John said, I know when he's revealed that we shall see him as he is. Verse 24, 1 John chapter 3. This is it. Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him. Now he who keeps Jesus' commandments abides in Jesus and Jesus in him. This will give us a clear perspective. And by this we know that he abides in us. How? By the spirit whom he has given us. What did he say? He who keeps his commandments abides in him. What are his commandments? There's three. Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your enemy. And by this we know that he abides. How do we know that he abides in us? What gives us the right to tell every other religion that they're wrong? What gives me the right to tell the Muslim that, look, son, uh, Muhammad did not ascend to heaven from the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. Muhammad is dead, and his bones are probably dust by now. And old Buddha, sorry about that. You know, <laughs> you know the Egyptians, what their theology was? And this is just how sorry the devil is. Yeah, this is what the Egyptians, I'm talking about the Pharaohs. Pharaohs. This is what they believe. They build, you know, the pyramids and the Valley of the Kings and all that. And that stuff interests me because I like history. But the Lord also, there are times when he gives me a little, little insight. You know what their idea was? That when that Pharaoh died, y'all know everything about King Tut, all that stuff in King Tut's tomb? Well, they crammed all this stuff in their tomb because they believed that they was going to get up and they would need this stuff in the afterlife. You know what happened to those pharaohs when they died? They looked up and some demon drug them straight to hell. Ooh, Brother Andy, that's harsh. It may be, but praise God, that's the truth anyhow. And they said, well, what they, they'll do this, and they have to get on back of a snake, and, and they fight all this other stuff. And after all of this, eventually they turn into a scarab, which is a bug. Looks like one of them, well, I don't know how to, I can't say that. You know what? Thank you, Lord. Them manure bugs, manure rollers. What? 
That's it. Thank you. I had something else in my brain. What y'all laughing at? You thought Stephanie, you sat there and thought the same thing when I say dung beetle. But that's it. You mean they go through all that? They go through all this fighting and stuff in another world and they turn into a beetle, a scarab, something that looks like a dung beetle. Thank you, God. That's it? And you're a bug for eternity? My Lord, what about Buddha? What does he promise those? Oh, yes, we meditate and eventually we experience enlightenment. And you know what their great goal is? Nothingness. What? Nothing. You sit there with your legs crossed until you get a cramp in your hips. And according to them, eventually, if you sit there and meditate long enough, it's a mind over matter, and you just dissipate into nothing. Well, who wants that? What you, you a Buddhist? Yeah. What's your goal? To become nothing? I look at them and say, Doc, you close to it right now. But this Jesus, this gospel of one named Jesus, whose advent we celebrate, though he was probably born in August, whose advent we celebrate on December 25th. The date's not important. What is important is the truth of what happened. When God Almighty became flesh and dwelt among us, when God delivered his only begotten son, and as Brother O.L. May said years ago, I've never forgot it, he said, I don't know how he did it. I've studied the Bible all this year. I can't tell you how God did it. All I, listen, all I know is that he did it. That the Son of God, by the Holy Spirit, entered into the body and the womb of a virgin Jewish maiden. And nine months later was born into this world. And the heavens erupted above the shepherds and began to sing, Glory to God in the highest. Woo! Why? Because he has come into the world, the treasure of heaven, the Son of God. Pilate has been born a man, very God and very man, but he has been born. Rejoice, you shepherds, you boys are on the bottom of the totem pole. You rejoice because it has been made known to you. For under you a Savior has been born in the city of David. Christ the Lord. You believe that, Brother Andy? I know it. Why? Because of the Spirit. You know what we got? And I'm talking about Christian folks. Ain't nobody else got in this world the Holy Ghost. Brother Andy, why are you talking about the Holy Ghost so much? Because the church is supposed to be about the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is all about Jesus. Amen. When we get in the Spirit, you know what's going to happen? Jesus Christ is going to be lifted up. When we get in the Spirit, you know what's going to happen? The gospel of Jesus Christ is going to go forth with power. Amen. It's going to just do more than win the debate. It's going to touch the very heart of men. It will crush them with conviction. When the Spirit of God takes this gospel and puts it right on their nose, and they know in their heart it's the truth. 
Praise God. Nobody else can do that because nobody else but a child of God has the Spirit of the Lord dwelling in them. Amen. We're a blessed people. Not because we're rich or we got a lot of stuff. We're blessed because we're saved. And we're blessed because we've been set apart. And we're blessed because the Spirit of God, that spirit of adoption dwells within us whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. And you know what? People are afraid of us. Oh, Brother Andy, what you, are they afraid you're going to do something? <laughs> they afraid I'm going to do something. It's all right. Pentecostals are fine as long as we're, you know, stay in the corner. Don't say nothing because we're watched. What they going to do? If you're in one of those, I can say ecumenical meetings, but one of those, you know, uh, uh, mixed, thank you, mixed denominational meetings, we're looked at because, boy, if you start doing this, rut row, what happens after this? Amen. What happens after that? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your holy and righteous name. Lord, I lift you up above every name, but at your name every knee shall bow. Hallelujah. And after that, praise God. What happens? The Spirit of God grants us command of the ground that we stand on. And we begin to speak in an unknown tongue as the Spirit gives us the utterance. And there are people who hear that and they're convicted because they are confronted with the evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Because he said, when I go back to the Father, I will pray him and he will send you another comfort when it comes he's going to speak about me praise God he's not going to speak of himself but he is going to declare me to the world and people are afraid of us Woo! they're afraid of us because we possess within us the evidence of the resurrection we possess within us the proof of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ which cannot be denied. You know, that's why we're not afraid of atheists. That's why we're not afraid of Muslims. That's why we're not afraid of Buddhists. Drag your nasty book up here. Praise God. Why? Because the spirit that is in us is the spirit that was in Elijah. Let's go to Carmel. Amen. You build an altar, I'll build an altar. I'll let y'all go first. You cry out to Baal and see what happens. And so they began. Amen. They did all this praying and uproar. And there's a bunch of them. And they started taking these whips and beating themselves on the back. And man, Elijah got bold. He said, what's the matter? Can't he hear you? Amen. Where was Elijah's fear? Nowhere to be found. Why? The Spirit of God was moving in him. And when you read that text close, Elijah says, hey, maybe he went to the bathroom. Elijah pokes them. He prods them. He challenges them. And when he thinks they've had enough, he says, boys, y'all had enough. Y'all need to get some bandages on your back because you're bleeding pretty bad. And you've done all this wailing and crying and it's, you know, time has passed and ain't nothing happened. Nothing's happened to your altar. I mean, he's just in their face. Woohoo! 
Now let's see. Oh, Lord God. Whom I know. And the fire fell from heaven. He said, first, let, let, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I mean, he adds insult to injury. Wait a minute. Before I pray, douse it with water. Douse it again. Douse it again. Douse it again. Saturate it. Get it absolutely wet so you cannot kindle any kind of flame on it. And when it is saturated, I'll pray. And when he prayed, fire fell from heaven and devoured the water and devoured the altar. Praise God. And he didn't stop there. He said, drag these heathens on down here. I'm about to dispatch them from this world. What gave him such boldness? Spirit. What gives us boldness? Same spirit. We're supposed to have it anyway. And when given an opportunity, we're supposed to take advantage of it. Amen. Praise God. You go to general dollar stores with cancer, you better look out. Sister Maddie Hunter may be there. And if she is, she does not pray for you. And if she does, the Lord just may touch your body right there in the dollar general store and heal you of cancer. So that when you go back to the doctor, they said, hey, you ain't, ain't nothing wrong with you anymore. I ain't saying that lift Sister Maddie up. I'm telling you, it wasn't Sister Maddie. It was the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. She said, I know he's a healer. You don't say, I believe he's a healer and pray for somebody in public. It's when you know he's a healer. I know he's a healer. I'll pray for you right now. I know he's a healer. Well, we're in the middle of this store. I don't care. I don't care who's in this store. I don't care who. See, here's the thing about the, the Spirit of God. What marks us is different. We don't care who hears it. And some people will run. Lord have mercy. Said Pentecostal. They're going to do something. I remember Brother Johnson, I'm going to land this plane. But he, <laughs> when he was young and he got saved, his family was Nazarene. And they told him, said, boy, you better not go down south and get amongst them Pentecostals. They throw powders on you. I've never seen, I don't know what kind of powders they were talking about. But it was some kind of rumor to keep people. You know why the devil fights folks, try to keep them away from this? Now, I'm not lifting nobody up but Jesus. But to keep them away from this church, because I've had too many say, Pastor, when I pull my car in on the parking lot, amen, thank you, train, I felt something different. When I came into the sanctuary, I felt something different. I felt it. Praise God. I felt it. I felt the love of God. I felt it. It was they don't want to say supernatural. They don't want to say miraculous. But my Lord, that's what they're saying. I walked in this sanctuary. I felt the power of God. I walked in this sanctuary. I felt the presence of God. Amen. That's why the devil don't want folks coming to this church. And I say that to the glory of God. And beloved, we ought to be thankful. Amen. Because there's a lot of other situations we could be in and we have, we are not by God's grace and mercy and love. And I ain't putting down nobody, I ain't trying to put down nobody else. I mean, I, whatever, you know, I mean, I wasn't raised Pentecostal church myself. I ain't trying to put nobody else down. I'm just telling you it's like this. Man, this is it. 
Somebody said, hey, you got to go to a non-Pentecostal church. I said, I got to find a Pentecostal church somewhere. And if not, I got to do it on my own. You know, I just get out in the backyard and say, Lord, I can't find one, but here I am. You know this works when you're not in church? Did you know he's real when you're not in church? <laughs> Do you know he's real when you buy yourself? You ever been going down the road and all of a sudden start lift up your hand toward heaven? You think Georgia's got that hands-free law. Boy, they weren't talking about us. Lifted hands, going down the road, and the Spirit of God began to move in that car. Anybody had that happen but me? When you buy yourself? Amen. When you start speaking in tongues by yourself, when, they, when you, know, you wasn't in church, you were by yourself, and you begin to maybe the Lord did something just wonderful for you, and you just couldn't, you couldn't wait to get back to church to praise Him. You had to praise Him right then. Ha! You had to praise Him before you got out of the building. You had to praise Him before you got out of the elevator. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what the Lord just did for me. Amen. The doctor said this one time, but you know what? I went to church. We had prayer, and the doctor just said something else. And the only thing that ha I can tell you happened to me is Jesus happened to me. Amen. We know. We believe, sure. We believe in that which we have not seen, but I believe it. But, beloved, the Lord has granted us grace to know so that we stand with assurance, not haughtiness, assurance and confidence. Amen. We don't fear the enemy. Why? Because greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I've been there. I mean, I've shared this with you before. I've been there when I was the only one in that store who was upset at this Bible. Well, is the old Church of God uh, uh, Bible store in Cleveland. They've shut it down now, but they were selling that junk. I went up there to get Sunday school literature. And I just walked by the music section just to see what they were doing, and they had that junk, and I was all right. I was holding it down until I looked at that CD, and it said skanktified, and I lost it. That old boy come up to me. He said, sir, are you all right? And I looked at him, and I said, no, I am not all right. And when I said that, he started backing up. He said, what's the matter? I said, that garbage right there is the matter. I said, why in the world are you all selling this junk? I said, that's not of God. Don't tell me skanktified is of God. That's not of God. It's all the garbage you're selling, supposedly gospel music. That's a bunch of junk. I can tell by looking at it. And guess what? The Spirit of the Lord also bears witness in my spirit that that ain't right. Well, 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 well I'm, I'm, I'm just working here. I just, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, here comes the lady with the Sunday school literature. And I think, Andy, you got it. Because you know, what went through my head before the Lord? Before the, what would Jesus do? Bracelets come out. I thought to myself, I didn't say what would Jesus do. I thought to myself this last said, what would Buckaloo do? So Buckaloo would go out to the car and get that softball bat out of the trunk and come in here and wreck this place. Not the whole place, but just that section. And the Cleveland police would come along and arrest me. And they'd be all in the paper. Georgia pastor destroys music section at the new Pathway bookstore. But that would embarrass all of us. But I'm a, I gotta be honest, I come close. I come that close. Because I said, Lord, my God, it'd be... It'd, 
the, the public. Why did you do it? Because it's not of God. Amen. And, I, and this thing is my heritage as much as it is anybody else. And I'm from Chattooga County. If you know where that is, that is the home place of J.W. Buckley. And I believe he would have done it too. Got up to the thing to, to, to buy the Sunday school literature, and I asked the lady if I could speak with the manager. And when I did, that whole line of people took two steps back. It wasn't, they, weren't, they weren't afraid of me. But I'm here to tell you, this Spirit of God who dwells in us, Amen. Well, you will command the ground that you stand on. She said, sir, he's not here. Why would you want to see him? And I let that lady know exactly why I wanted to see him. And she started backing up. And I said, look, everybody calm down. I ain't going, you know. He's going to do something. Dear God, I felt like doing something. You know what I learned that day? What the Lord spoke to me? He said, son, all, all you need is me. All you need is me. You don't need somebody saying amen to you. You don't need nobody patting you on the back. He said, no, all you need is me. All you need is my presence. All you need is my spirit. You don't need to be backed up by anybody but me. Because where my spirit is, you will command the ground you stand on because I am with you. Well, that is why you preach so crazy. That is exactly why. From that day forward. I said, Lord, I appreciate when folks, you know, say, Brother Andy, that was a good message or whatever. Brother Andy, you did this or that. Well, thank you. I appreciate your support. I love you too. But I ain't that smart, and it's the Lord. Praise God. Let's praise him and glorify him. We believe him, but praise God, we can know him. And that knowledge will give us such confidence that we live and people can't understand why we are the way we are, who we are, what we are. Praise God, but beloved, it's worth it. I'd rather live in the confidence of the Scripture and know it. Know it. He's coming back. I know it. I know it. I don't think it. I don't, am, you know, I know it. He's coming back, and his church is going to be gone, and that Bible is true. And it's going to come to pass just exactly the way it said. Stand to your feet. He's finally let me go.